Welcome back. Welcome back. How's it going there, Mike? Always good. Always How's good. How you doing? Good. How's Chicago? Uh, it's getting worse. <laughs> Was doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. You guys are. Uh, are you? You're mandated out, right? No more. No more of that nonsense. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you heard about San Francisco. They're they're about to lose a bunch of police officers. Really? Because they're. Yeah, because they all got their two shots, but they're going to mandate the third shot. Get the fuck out of here. What is with them yeah. in this? That, uh, that seriously I, doesn't I, make I, any sense to me. But, I mean, some guys, I don't think it's going to happen at all, but there is a worry that Chicago might do it. They're going to follow because suit. They, yeah, of course. I mean, Chicago... They fired all the, yeah. Dude, they fired all the city workers that don't have the two shots. They did. They followed through on that shit? I can't even believe that. Yeah. yeah. They just quietly did it. I don't know what they did with the police... It's pretty bad with the cops, man. When you're, yeah, they really lowered the standards, and they can't fill the the slots. So. It's a, it's amazing that they lifted the vax mandates for athletes in New York, but they're still instituting the shit for people like uh, healthcare workers, cops, yeah. firefighters. This in, is so in backwards. New York, in New York now, the athlete, Kyrie Irving can play, but the nurses can't go back to work. Kyrie Irving can play, Mike. You're right, but the nurses can't go back to work. And uh, uh, they actually, uh, I have a clip of them asking Kyrie about this. And there's a segment in it. I did not edit it. This is like there's like a mini chunk that is muted out because he says something about I think the vaccines. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. But this is uh, Kyrie Irving being interviewed. Um after one of his practices, after it was announced that he was now allowed to play in all his home games in Brooklyn. And uh, <laughs> so insane that he wasn't allowed crazy to play. He, he's, been, he's been playing in away games. That is insane. No, Mike. What's more insane is in the games he couldn't play, he would sit courtside. Yeah, I know. So no. he's hanging out there. I know. He's there. I know. He's the literally there. He's on? in the building. He's, he's there. Right there. Yeah. He's breathing the air. <laughs> yeah. Because science. Mike, it's always because of science. science. If they so paid Dr. Fauci $400,000 for his expertise in virology, hire Mike the plumber from Chicago. <laughs> you could pay me half, and I'll give you better advice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mike. Fauci had some really great advice. This uh, maybe about 15, 20 years ago. Here it is. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's this. By the way, 20 years ago, he wasn't quite hamming it up like he does now. <laughs> no. You know no, what I ex- mean? The accent's not quite there. Yeah, dude. He. Frank, to be fair, <laughs> I was a lot younger back then. You know? <laughs> the, the the diminution of the body over time. <laughs> the significance of time. Ask Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> he he just he wasn't really you know what I mean, he wasn't 
He wasn't yet the celebrity. He didn't fall into his character. Yeah, yet, exactly. Know? So it doesn't have that same pizzazz that he's got now. But it's still the. It's Fauci. about fifteen years before he grew into that nose. That's <laughs> but it's still the the Tony we know and love. Protected as anybody can be, because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. Say so. What? What? Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, baking soda powder. Excuse me, Dr. Fauci. Have you met Dr. Fauci? <laughs> and so she if, she get re- it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. What? <laughs> Tony. Say it ain't so, Tony. <laughs> Man, somebody should really hire this guy as the head of the NAIHD. <laughs> Man. Why is it this guy making COVID policy? Oh, uh, yeah, what? Well, it's yeah, the same wait, guy? Wait, wait, what? We, yeah, where was this guy in 2020? We could have used this sensible, logical perspective on a lot of things. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, in 1990s, Fauci, can you turn around for a minute? Ah, there's no Pfizer on the lamp coat. <laughs> it wasn't bought out yet. Okay. You mean tramp stamp, Mike. It's a tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> You see, uh, Pfizer, they tattoo it right over your ass before they fuck you, and that's how you... (laughs) (laughs) Did you you see that that, that, uh, quote from Robin Williams that was going around? No. No, I didn't. It was... um... It was politicians should be forced to wear uniforms like NASCAR drivers. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. With everybody that contributed... Has, they have to. They have to have their name on, you know, on the uniform. That's so incredible. Bottom. I, I mean, that's, I can't quote it exactly, but it was like the greatest thing I ever. Yeah, read. I really. Like, Doctor Fauci that. too. Like everybody that's ever bought you a vacation or whatever. Right. That that name should be on your lab coat, like a fucking NASCAR driver. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, just like I believe, if you shamed anyone to wear a mask, you must wear a mask forever. Everywhere you okay. go, or we get tat- <laughs> or we get to tattoo a mask on your cheek. Oh my it's like god! A little mask, <laughs> so that we can all know. Well, I tell you what, um, you know, we went a long way throughout this whole vaccine situation. I can't believe what's going on in Chicago, just like San Francisco, L.A., and New York. Well, Chicago hasn't pulled the the gun yet. They haven't pulled the trigger yet. You know, so they're so. I don't think you've heard this. The uh, Kyrie being interviewed on this. No, I haven't. Okay, so, um... It's time for... On the Docket. The News with... The Dudes. You know, Kyrie has gotten a lot of flack over the years for, uh... Bringing up in interviews the idea of, like, flat earth theory... You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, Kyrie fancies himself a bit of a, uh, I guess, philosopher of, of sorts, or someone you know who at least is, um, a, you know, a bit more enlightened than other people. I give him credit, though, you know, all jokes aside with him, and there's been a, many, and especially on the left now, they've over the last year because of his refusal to take the vaccine, um. As per the NBA's wish, or not the NBA's wishes, but New York's mandates, 
um, he's been yeah. really destroyed by the media over this. You know what really sold me on Kyrie Irving? Because I always thought like the flat earther people were crazy and everything. Right. I still do good. But, yeah, man. But yeah. <laughs> his, his whole like, like his whole everything he does, even with the COVID vaccine and the flat earth. Like I remember right. an interview with the flat earth where they brought up the flat earth with Kyrie. And was, yeah, and yeah. he was just like, it was just like, no, I'm just saying I don't know. Have you been up there? No, so you don't know. So don't talk like you know. If we don't know, <laughs> you know. It's, yes, it's kind of like he, that's just kind of like his whole motto about life. He's a critically he's thinking like, dude. You yeah, know? I'm not going to sit here and say I know that I know people have told me and I've read books and I do you know, but I, I I've never been up there and seen it myself. There's also like, that's the, a great yes way to look at life. Also, though, Mike, he's he's clearly very aware. Um, of himself and who he is. So he's probably on some sophisticated level, I would actually say, aware that he can kind of, I don't know, fuck with the media. And he knows, you know, and so he knows like, oh, I'm Kyrie Irving. I'm just going to bring up, I don't know, flat earth theory and they're just gonna talk right, about I, it for like i haven't two watched months, i haven't watched know? basketball and tw- i haven't watched basketball since michael jordan played right and i know who kyrie irving is you know right what I mean? like because, because he's, he's controversial yes. Yes. yes thank you he's he markets yes. himself very well and say what and he's you, very intelligent he's very well spoken thank you so he knows how to like counter these people and yes debate them. absolutely and so here we are uh kyrie irving is asked about now that entertainers and athletes are allowed to play in New York City, and he's kind of asked about this general vaccine mandate fiasco and everything involving him, and he was essentially the Aaron Rodgers of basketball. And yeah. um, I, I have but they to... couldn't go as hard on him because he's black. <laughs> you know? Seriously, like Aaron yes. Rodgers, yeah. a straight white man, say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, destroy the man. But you, you could tech his family. They yeah. destroyed Kyrie's character quite a bit. I, I would say media really went to town on him. I watch a lot of basketball. You know, a lot of the commentators on the basketball networks on ESPN, on TNT, they did not hold back punches on this guy, honestly. And so what I'm about to play is Kyrie's response and hey, uh, the dude doesn't, you know, he sounds informed. Let me just say that. The point of this season for me was never to um, just take a stand. It was really to make sure that I'm standing on what I believe in and freedom. Freedom. I don't think that's a word that um, gets defined enough in our society about the freedom to make choices. Not my pause. Not my pause. Whether that carries over into... He said something there that they blanked out. Oh, wow. Are yeah. you serious? Yes. yes. Uh, nuances the- of our society that, uh, you know, politicians control, the government controls, or um, things people that empower, the powers may be, right, that control. Um, I'm standing for freedom. So that's in all facets of my life. And there's nobody that's enslaving me. There's nobody telling me that what I'm going to do with my life. And that's just the way I am. And if I get tarnished... You know, in terms of my image and people try to slander my name continuously because, uh, you know, that's, those aren't things that I forget. You know, I haven't forgotten uh, anything yeah. that anybody said. I don't read everything, but I definitely read some things that put my family's name in a certain position that I believe are unfair. I've been discriminated against. You know, people have said things that have been biased. They've, they've gone against um, their own morals. And uh, where we live in today, I, I have such a strong moral code of just being honest, being truthful. 
following God's guidance, God's guidance, and just living with the results. But um, in terms of that, that's a selfless. I'm a servant, so I'm 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 comfortable being in that position. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Powerful. That guy is so smart. Yes. Yeah. That man. Uh, every word was chosen uh precisely he he really like i thought that was a really elegant way to say oh, what's that uh fuck you I'm, I'm standing up for my rights <laughs> <laughs> this just in uh desantis irving oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey don't sleep on herschel walker that guy's making huge political waves man i'm telling you who herschel walker he's running in georgia i believe he's um huge uh college uh, athlete, and uh, I, th- I think he played a little pro action. Maybe uh, not. Yeah, yeah, the coat, yeah. Dude, uh, what the left can't handle right now is pretty soon, <laughs> probably in this next election cycle, their their whole argument of the past of we're the diverse side, it, it doesn't fly anymore. No. You know, you've lost did. Hispanics. Look, you look know. what you just did to Kyrie Irving, man. That guy is making you guys look like fools. Is Kyrie Irving going to vote Democrat? The next time he votes in New York, the people who uh, literally every game he sat, he was fined, man. He didn't get paid. This man lost money on yeah. principle. He stood up for what yeah. he believes in. And I, I think they're underestimated. I think the Democratic Party really underestimated their, their uh, support in the black community. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? like, oh, like yeah. a lot of black men are going to listen to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> you know they were furious that lebron james never ever endorsed the vaccine oh he did it really i could be i could be wrong but i no, do not recall him endorsing the on. vaccine LeBron where was the commercial ball. if lebron plays ball frank he had if to. lebron endorsed the vaccine you would have seen billboards with lebron and the sticker on his arm they the one community they needed to get was Twitter. the black community no, dude, nothing. No, I distinctly remember him get, being lambasted online because he was not openly supporting the vaccine. Name me, name me one black athlete that was outspokenly supporting the vaccine. Well, I don't really uh, watch sports, but <clears throat> but you don't need to watch sports to see an outspoken athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I would like. I don't really think any current. Professional superstar athletes were outspokenly supporting this vaccine. I'm serious. And Kyrie, yeah, LeBron James, LeBron James definitely supported it. They're saying in September of 21, he like didn't. Wow, that's crazy though. He didn't say anything until. No, I'm telling Sept- you, they they never September got- October. He said he was he got the vaccine and he supports the mandate in the NBA. I'll I'll even tell yeah because he had to say that right. He, he also probably yeah, said I love China right after that you know because he has to <laughs> he has to. But and my, she does my, not look like Pooh Bear. <laughs> it t- it took him so long to say, it took him so long to say that and I'm not kidding like I remember yeah, very right. well people were just destroying him for not because it was. Uh, it was couth back. Do you remember people memory hole everything so fast? Like it was chic to destroy people for not being pro vax. Yeah, you Kareem know. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was yes. He was, was going after LeBron. Yes, James. 
nuts, yeah. dude. It's nuts now. It re- it looks wow. nuts. And, and to be totally honest, I don't think LeBron ever. I don't think he ever got the shot. I don't think any of these athletes got the shot. I think they got fake vaccine cards. I truly believe that. Yeah, I, I do. That that one I buy. I don't believe. That's why you're not seeing any of the adverse uh, side effects. <laughs> Look, if these athletes you know? were really, yes, yes, number one, yes. And number two, if they were so really into this vaccine, you would be seeing the billboards. It would be Giannis Atatempupko and LeBron James and, like, Kevin Durant, you know, on a billboard together with the Band-Aid on their arms, you know? Right. You'd see the commercials with it. I It was not out there. There... Mind you, there were commercials on NBA TV of various different NBA players getting the shots and all this stuff. That did exist. But you never saw the superstar commercial, the team up. Why didn't they do the dream team of vaccination? And you know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. You know, reunite the dream team. They all get together yeah. for vaccination, dude. It could have been a huge campaign. They have never like Shaq did it. And Charles Barkley. Yeah, man. Uh, right? They never did that, Mike. Never. They never even got close to that, dude. You'd have to give those horses fucking double dose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so big. My point is, these people just stayed quiet or they faked it. Kyrie Irving publicly stood his ground. Props yeah. to him. That, I, I, that was an amazing. That, that was takes amazing a lot of courage, fight. a lot of bravery. Yeah. You stand alone. That's right. right, dude. Freedom just that, that was totally thrown out the window. That was totally thrown out the window. Yeah, Personal man. freedom didn't matter. And I really want to know what he said in that fucking quiet part. Incredible that they. So when and when I first got it, I was like, I thought it was a glitch, and then I went and looked up, and all these people were mentioning how it was live in the broadcast. It got bleeped. So, and what sh- was this? This was ESPN. It was no, I think it was just local Brooklyn. You know, they're interviewing him. You know, probably ESPN there also, right? I mean, it's all the you know sports. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I think it was like his mic was bleeped. So I want to know what he said. Had to be something about the absolutely about the mandates. It's no question. It's what he's talking about. He's dude. How have we come to this far where you can't like they literally won't let you say stuff? Here's the thing. He won. Where's uh, where's uh, Ron Ron Perlman? They didn't let him say. Ron, he couldn't say. Don't say. Right Uh. on the money, Mike. Where's Ron Perlman and his? first amendment right where yeah they when just Kyrie took away Irving. that man that's a black man in america they just took away his right he's just Come trying on, yes. Ron. he's speaking his don't piece. say <laughs> seriously why is the left you so Nazi quiet pig? right <laughs> the left is awfully quiet on Kyrie irving the man has been it's unbelievable what people have said about this guy and you know what he won he's right yeah, he won he won the battle he held out, man. He knew he called your bluff. He knew this wasn't going to last forever. And he mentions in that clip, I he had to take on all like they destroyed yeah. even his family name. Like they really besmirched this guy. Like and he he took it. He wrote it. Uh, he knew he was going to come back ahead in the end. He man. just knew you, because you know when you know <laughs> you're right. 
You know yeah, what I mean? You know you're right. You know you're right. And you know what? Kyrie Irving knew he was right, and he he knew he would be victorious in the end, and he was, dude. And I really, like, I think it's an incredible story. Dude, they don't want to talk about Kyrie Irving. They don't want you to, like, hear this clip of him talking about freedom and rights and how, you know what, sometimes even when the entire media and the entire country is destroying your name, internationally you're going to just stand up you know you just need to stand up for what you believe in man Kyrie Irving dude I wasn't the biggest fan of yours prior to this I'm a huge fan now my you yeah, have a fan you, you have you have now a fan you, you earned it way, incredible way to stand strong seriously way to yeah that's re- that's the real fight yes he, he, I will like support anybody like that BLM protest like no this guy actually you know, January 6th was bullshit. This is all bullshit. This guy actually stood up for something. It's incredible. Yeah, that was, I'm really impressed. Yeah. The The clip impresses me so much that, like, and actually, to be honest, during this yeah. whole COVID thing, a lot of basketball players, NBA players, have been kind of the most impressive when it comes to speaking publicly about their personal rights and how COVID and COVID policies and mandates completely destroy that personal medical autonomy and bodily autonomy and the you know and the freedom to control what you put in your body and stuff like you know it, it, they These were men are very careful what they do with their bodies. i'm saying man i think athletes professional athletes were a huge yeah. part in the fight to kind of you know get past this honestly good man that's what we needed yeah dude we needed it you know we, we needed need- Kyrie irving and aaron Rodgers. Yeah, dude, we needed, yeah. yes, honestly, we needed these people, yes, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, we needed these guys to, like, publicly stand up because otherwise the message wasn't reaching the normal people, you know? You and I were talking into an echo chamber constantly, you know? Right. We're, we were part of an echo chamber. Now, all of a sudden, people are talking about this, sort of, you know? It's outrageous. When they're not, yeah, yeah. It took Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers. We talk about this all the time. It's, like, so ridiculous, you know, in order to, like... And then, you know, you talk about it with, uh, you know, people like Dad, and he's, you know, oh, Aaron Rodgers is an asshole, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's so many people, like, still hate him because of it. He was right. He was right. The vaccine didn't work. Notice, but I'm starting to see articles where they're like, uh, COVID could result in heart problems, and like, like more people are getting heart problems from COVID than the vaccine. So the vaccine is still better. <laughs> no, that's their argument. No way. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> swear to God, myocarditis only happens like I forgot what it was, man, but it was like. More people are getting myocarditis from COVID than they are from the vaccine. That is that the that's what they're trying to peddle. Yeah, that's the last thing I read. That's an interesting take. And it's all about it's all about the blood clots from the spike protein, which they both have apparently. They both do have the spike protein, and you know, the vaccine and the virus are the same. The, you know, the virus is the vaccine. <laughs> I know, I know, but my argument to that is, like, you might get a little bit of the virus and, and your body fights it off and you're fine. 
But if you're just injecting it into your body, you know, like this. I think something I weird is occurring because of these injections. But these boosters, man, I mean, we're going to see, or I mean, we were just talking about it. We're going to probably see more. Are they rolling it out this week? That's the fourth rollout, right? I think they already started. I think, I don't know. Kathy Griffin got it, you know, a week ago. Oh, yeah, Kathy right? Griffin. Oh, God, I can't wait for her to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking fat pig, Rob Reiner. Oh, Come no. On. Rob Reiner. <laughs> oh, what a fucking useless piece of shit. God. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about Rob Reiner in a long time, honestly. Seriously, dude? He's been doing, the- oh, my God. You should have seen this thing he posted, like, it's, a, it's time for us to just stand up and, and something about admit that Biden's fearless leadership under fire has been saving this country. What the fuck what? are you talking about, man? Yeah. What reality does he live in? I, I would love to live in that reality. It seems like the, dr- <laughs> seems like the drugs are very good over there. <laughs> yeah. You know? It was so unbelievable, dude. I couldn't. And I'm like, where? And then every other tweet. Oh, dude, you want you want to hear it? Yeah. It's it's long past time that we acknowledge the sure-handed, effective, grace under fire success of Joe Biden's presidency. I don't understand what that means, honestly. It, it's time for us to acknowledge. Like, why aren't he? He's, <laughs> He's talking because he, he's go. He's, his whole thing is why aren't people talking about all the great things Joe Biden is doing? Right, right. The, the, the news is talking about how bad he is. He's doing great. <laughs> he's, he's got grace under fire. He's a success. <laughs> I think his that was a presidency is a success. That was a TV show, I believe, in the '90s. Actually, I don't know. What? <laughs> grace under fire. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, he's, he's a fag. You know he's watching. I, <laughs> I think he's just confused. He's drunk. He's watching late night cable. That's what's happening, actually. Yeah. I don't think he knows what's happening. Yeah. All he talks about is Trump and but like I don't know. That's crazy. Rob Reiner's an idiot, dude. He's ridiculous. But all these people, holy shit, dude! So I, I have CNN on in the background. I love you. it. I love and, it. And uh, Z- Zelensky's on there, and they're showing the mass grave. The the Russian soldiers withdrew, so now they're they're doing a mass grave for three hundred civilians that were killed. Like I don't understand these mass graves. This you is a real thing. Gra- they keep showing it on every channel. It's like you only do mass graves when you don't have the capacity <laughs> to bury the people. Right. You guys obviously have the capacity. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I mean I can't believe they're still on the uh, Zelensky train. Yeah, it's you CNN, know? dude. They they're I'm impressed. They're, they're holding on to January sixth and No, no, not actually, right? Yeah, it's been coming up a lot. <laughs> Jan sixth? Yeah. <laughs> what have they been saying on Jan sixth? Well, that was the you heard about the se- the the seven hours? No. Yeah, Yo, dude, you didn't hear about the se- Frank. How are you alive? And you didn't hear about seven. Wait, hours? wait, wait. The seven hours are uh, Trump's missing hours on his phone. Yeah, Frank, 
I'm talking about the seven hours, Frank. The infamous it's, seven hours. It's, 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 it's so crucial, man. Seven hours were missing from the call log for Donald Trump on January 6th. Yeah, it turned out he was just using a different line or some shit. They I believe, actually, they found out he was just passing a fish fillet. And... Uh, <laughs> That's how long he sat on the shitter. It took a long time. His <laughs> legs went numb. The secretary had to come in, you know, give him a foot massage. That turned into a blowjob. Yeah, you know, typical Beezer. I mean, you just had you know, those, those classic White House scenarios that, you know, they don't talk about. You know, you'll read about it in Bob Woodward's book in like five years, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of KFC going through that old that old system. You he know? just had a tight, dry sphincter. That's all that was going on, you know. <laughs> He needed he needed to get spanked by a magazine with his face on it and loosen up a little bit. You know? But dude, that's they talked about it for like a whole week or a few, <laughs> a few days. And then yeah. it turned out to be nothing and they just pretended like, oh, but it's still important. I I did see stuff about it. I saw do you know the guy, his name is uh like Jeff Tedrick? Tedrich? He's on Twitter, I think. I don't even think he's a real person. I think he's a bot of some sort. Honestly, they're all bots. <laughs> they're, they're all bots. <laughs> <laughs> even, even the humans. I, I think even I'm a bot when I'm on there. But um, <laughs> Jeff Tiedrich, uh, he made his, he became popular like just basically answering to Trump on Twitter. But then they banned Trump, and he became totally useless. <laughs> And so there was a meme going around uh, yesterday where apparently he tweeted something about these missing seven hours, and it was some, it was some joke in relation to I don't know something from like three or four years ago, when you know what I'm saying? Like everything with the left is based on Trump, but like from four years ago with the tr- Russian stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, he hasn't been on Twitter for two years. Or, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I know. And not only that, though, but dude, like they've disproven everything with the Russian collusion. It, it, yeah. It's completely proven a lie. In fact, I mean, they're going to go to court, essentially blaming the Clintons for creating it. You know, like, we, we live in a backwards time where there's real-time news coming out like hey everything that remember this oh it was a huge setup and lie and everyone's like you yeah, russian p-tape russian collusion you know, know and you're like russian no no P-tape. actually it came out that it's all a lie and they're like oh whatever you know and then you're like and then you know hunter biden and like nobody i can't believe people don't even believe the hunter biden thing still and the New York Times admitted it's real. Uh, yeah, dude, they be- they literally believe that Putin has a tape of hookers peeing on Trump, but they don't believe this laptop that you you can so, that, like they've shown you the pictures. Yes, they believe the dossier <laughs> and the P tape, sure which never yeah. was proven true, and in fact has now been proven as a fat as like a a cr- this lie that was created and paid for by the Clinton campaign, right? Like this is out yeah, there absolutely. now. Yeah, and absolutely. On top of all of it, there's a laptop <laughs> with a hunter doing crack cocaine with underage hookers, who are spies, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. And, and everyone's like, "No, you're, you're crazy." <laughs> you know, you're in trouble with the least of your problems is the fact that the hooker was a spy. Like that's I, the <laughs> least of your worries. <laughs> 
this stuff with Hunter is crazy, man. I mean, he, this is, this guy is literally, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was essentially paid off with, by, <laughs> paid off by, with crack, man. It's crazy. With our tax dollars. Yes. And Biden was vice president. I mean, there were Chinese and Russian spies doing crack with Hunter Biden. To be honest, thank God he's a degenerate. Because if he was actually a good, like, criminal, he would have just kept his nose clean until his dad became president. And then he <laughs> really cleaned up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe, dude. You know, you know Joe Biden's just imagining, like, what his empire would be. If only God would have taken the other son. Oh. <laughs> the wrong son died. Uh, it's always yeah. the wrong know, son that man. dies. No, it's and, horrible. You know, like, if, you, terrible, if you watch any man. movie, if you, if you watch any movie, the evil ruler always loses the good son. And that's how you know Joe Biden is evil. <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden knows what's happening, to be totally well, honest. He is not cognitive. The universe. Nah, he doesn't know what's going on right now. You know, he has no idea what's happening around Did him. Did you see that teleprompter? Um, they were like, they made a big deal about the teleprompter that's in that little fake Oval Office. Dude, they literally you talking had about to the make stage that, sta- that they built. Yeah, it's a stage. They literally had to make. They had to make it because his teleprompter is. <laughs> it's like a ninety-inch TV. <laughs> Dude, it's so big. It's this like huge projection screen. You no. still can't read it. Yeah. I'm I mean, not joking. I mean, I you know me, and I am subscribed to the theory, and I believe this is my own conspiracy theory, which is Joe Biden and maybe Zelensky at this point. I'm not totally sold, but they're the uh they are those animatronic uh machines from <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. And they yeah. they just pull the curtain out and they, they do their little act, you know? Uh that's what's going on here. He's looking more and more like it. I mean, yeah, he's the Chuck E. Cheese mouse. They roll him out. He does the bass solo, and then they close the curtains. They bring out Kamala Harris. That's what's going on. <laughs> you, do you think next year they're going to take him out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I think sure. they have to for even sure. get rid of him by midterms, man. I actually, the reason I think we're seeing yeah. this uh, Hunter Biden stuff is because they're actually, I mean... <laughs> This is their move, in my opinion. Let's get rid of, let's get rid, let's get rid of Joe, and let's kind of air the dirty laundry right here and just get over with. You know what I mean? Rip the bandaid off, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it really makes them look terrible. You think so? Yeah, I don't think they could do it till after the midterms. That way, you got another two years for people to forget. Yeah, a lot happens in two years. Hmm. He's going to you court. Uh, He's going to court. It's gonna be incredible. Who Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, but I think I, I don't think anything's gonna come out until next year. I think this time next year is around gonna be the time that they they pull Joe out. They're gonna do the twenty fifth amendment. He's out. Camel takes over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the fuck's gonna be the fuck the vice president. <laughs> who the judge? The camel dude. <laughs> the camel. God. I uh, emailed myself. Proof you can sleep. <laughs> That's proof you can sleep your way to the top. Oh, it man. doesn't matter who you are. Did you see some of the clips of her this week? They're really bizarre. Oh my! I don't know what to make of any of it. 
we talk about her almost weekly and each time she there's this weird interview process with her where she never says anything you know what i'm saying and she just like she says a lot of words yeah she (laughs) repeats a bunch of words and it's just incredibly nonsensical uh, and i don't know i don't know what to make of it anymore like i I think it's just i really think she like people are attacking joe biden because every time he says something it has to be walked back you know but (laughs) which is like come on when's the last time that happened no, but I think I think the left is at this point where nobody knows what to say. The camel literally cannot make a stance on anything because she's pissing somebody off. Oh, it's wokeism, man. They can't Dude, handle it. They can't make everybody happy, and they're really trying. I mean, they literally said, we're going to pick a black female. They picked four black females, and that wasn't good enough because they're married to a white man. Like, all right, guys, we, you know, like, we can't. Still, that we, blows we, my we mind. Can't, we, can't, we can't keep going, you know? <laughs> like, how far do we got to take this? Like, you, can't, you, you can't do anything without pissing somebody off, you know? You're, you're giving land to the, you know, to the... To these, so, these Native American tribes, and you're taking it away from that one. Like, what the fuck? When it comes to Kamala, I have to say that there were a few instances this week where she was interviewed. One in particular, she was talking about, she was being quizzed on the rising gas prices and overall inflation rates that are going up. She just vomited this word salad of nonsense, you know, and yeah. never answered the question. Because the answer is, we injected millions of dollars into the economy and... Trillions. You know, sorry, trillions, you're right. Trillions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally Austin Powers when he wakes up. They, yeah. I, want, I want $100 billion. Uh, we spend that on trans rights in Nicaragua. Uh, you want to go a little higher? <laughs> I have a really boring clip for you, Mike. Are you really excited for this? Is it a camel clip? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's Roy Blunt on ABC News. It's going to be, uh, get your snoozers on. Here we go. You heard Ron Klain taking on critics of the president's budget, like you, who said it's going to—it's it's reckless spending, pointing out that the deficit has come down from the high level of the deficit under President Trump. Well, I think the most reckless thing the president did in spending is the the uh, March decision on a totally partisan way for the first time in anything we're dealing with COVID uh, to try to come back and put $2 trillion into an economy uh, that was already well on the way to recovery. Uh, Larry Summers said that was a problem. Others have said, no, is that a problem? But further massive spending on new programs uh, is a problem. The biggest political issue in the country today is clearly inflation. People are seeing uh, not only gas prices at astronomical levels, and they were, by the way, at at unacceptable levels long before uh, Putin did anything 
regarding you, Ukraine. They went up for almost every day beginning, not just the day after the president was inaugurated, but the day after he was elected as people were seeing what was going to happen with his energy policies. Yeah. And commodity prices as high in some cases as 20%. All you have to do is go to the gas station or the grocery store or pay your winter heating bill to know that something unacceptable has happened. And I think that's a successive level of spending that Democrats all on their own put $1.9 trillion into the economy uh, in March, and it'll take us a long time to recover from that and even longer to pay it back. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. And they want to put more. Yeah. They want more. They're like, no, the only thing that can solve this is more. They're going to just devalue the dollar at any cost, man. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we set this dumpster on fire. <laughs> next, next, next to the building and we got to save the building so let's throw gasoline on the dumpster you know yeah yes it doesn't make any sense well well let's kind of recap though man you know it almost look in order to rebound from this right what did they decide to do this week they are tapping once again into yeah, those oil emergency reserves. oil reserves, which we predicted a month ago on this show that they were going to do again. What were they yeah, going to do, Mike? Remember, really... I talked about it with you. They're going to reopen this stuff up because they need to lower gas prices to boost the economy over the summer. They need to have a good summer economically. It has to They're happen. Not. No, it's not going to happen. There's no way. Dude, we're hitting recession. I'm telling you. I, they <laughs> I think we're fucking. In it. They fucking ruined it. Yeah. They artificially yeah. inflated the economy with that money because everybody took it and they were spending it last year. Everybody yep. was buying cooking classes and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, literally yeah. couldn't you couldn't find a board game <laughs> or a puzzle in any Walmart in America. Yeah. Literally. Bad. It's the story of the mopeds, man. I just told it yesterday again. I don't know if you remember when I told you about the mopeds and the stimulus check. This was, um, man, this was a while back, if I remember correctly. This was the very first stimulus check. That was $1,200. Right. So I was trying to, I was saving up to buy a moped. Yeah. And they were $850. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, I got my stimulus check, you know. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm just going to go buy a moped, right? Yeah. <laughs> And when I go to the store that I've always gone to, and they've always had just tons of mopeds right. that were eight hundred and fifty dollars, he he goes, "No, we're so, we're completely sold out. We're sold out of mopeds and ATVs, uh, the hundred fifty CCs." And I go, and I was like telling him, "I'm like, damn, I really wanted that black one. It was eight hundred fifty. He goes, "Oh no, they're twelve hundred dollars now." Oh my god! <laughs> when the stimulus stimulus check, he like literally admitted to me when the stimulus checks went out. He raised the price to the same amount of money they were getting. Wow. And everybody just bought the shit out of mopeds and ATVs. For like a whole year, you went down to the south side of oh, the stores in the south side of Chicago. The whole, for a whole year, you went down the south side of Chicago. They were just riding up and down the street in, in these 150cc <laughs> ATVs and mopeds, dude. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like that's why the economy was doing good. Everybody had this fucking free money. You were giving them three hundred dollars a kid. You're giving them unemployment checks, stimulus checks, so they could buy toys. Literally, I, dude. I mean, Literally, actually, I, I, yeah. And now what, man? 
Now there's a bunch of fucking rusted out mopeds on the side of the road. <laughs> and the economy's in the shitter, you know? Because, yeah, dude, I don't know what, I don't, and I don't know how to get out of it. I'm too stupid. I don't know. I'm just a plumber. But we got, I, I, know, I know these policies have, have been failing. We can't keep going with it. You guys need to just recalibrate. It's okay to admit you were wrong and just readjust, recalibrate. There, somebody was talking about Bill Clinton and how that's really what he did. Um, they were yeah. saying in the beginning he, he did a nice little shift <laughs> where he kind of went more to the center. Yeah, and and then he dude he and then he won re-election by a landslide and he, he really ended up. The answers are going to be there in the middle. Never an extreme answer, you know. Yeah, no, I I do know, and Clinton, what you're alluding to is. <laughs> Clinton was left, and then when the midterms were coming up and his polls were in the dumps, uh, he went very center. <laughs> you know? So, like, he became... Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it helped. It helped, it, you know? And then he didn't just... All we know, talk about on this podcast is where are where are the center politics, politicians? They used to exist. Where are the people like... Yeah, the people like him that realized it was a losing game. Well, hey, man, is uh, is Clinton a Republican in the modern era now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, right? Absolutely. Right? That's what I'm absolutely. thinking. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He's kind of a war hawk Republican, in my opinion. Oh, he's teetering on white supremacists. <laughs> 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 1992 Bill Clinton is, is, you know, might be the head of the KKK. Right? It's possible, saying. man. <laughs> In today's modern era. You know, what's funny is, do you think a Bill Clinton today is as successful as Bill Clinton 1992? Does Bill Clinton have a chance in this era? Hell no. Hell no. First off, he would last three days on the campaign before they got a video of him <laughs> raping a girl. Like, that's never, like molesting somebody, you know? Like, hey, man. Clinton Trump ticket sounds pretty good right now. That's... <laughs> <laughs> the best story I ever heard about Bill Clinton, uh, I forgot one of the comedians was saying they went to an event that he was at, and if you watch him, uh, they said he o- he always starts off like he'll talk to a couple, right? And before the com- he'll like enter a group of people, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And before the before he's done, before like too long, he'll be between the husband and the wife. It's just like a move he does. <laughs> <laughs> He can't help himself, Mike. He can't help yeah. it. Oh, uh, he's a predator. He's a fucking predator. Oh, that's so funny, man. Oh, man. I don't know that. I I don't think he could like if he just came out of Arkansas today. Uh, I don't I don't think so. You know what's funny is I feel like uh, here's two things about old like when we look back a little bit on politicians, like even. I mean, the 90s now, man, that's, what, 30 years ago, right? So you're talking about a very different generation, honestly, uh, of uh, politicians. And, you know, it's, it's kind of... the same people, man. Isn't it? I feel like Schum- it's kind of surprising. Schumer was there. Pelosi was there. McConnell was there. Biden was there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was different. It's, it's the same people, It was a different man. crop that they were running for uh, president, though, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know what uh, I find interesting is, did you hear the news this week that Palin is running for Congress? 
Oh, yeah, in Alaska. Yeah, and I actually think she has a great shot. It's a good move. I think getting her back into the political sphere is going to just drive the left bonkers, man. And oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> they're going to focus on her. It's going to be laser beam. You know what I mean? And it's going to take a lot of the hot air off of some of the other uh, people in the right. Who probably the right, I think, they want to really boost up, like uh, Babert. And, uh, (laughs) you know. but (laughs) She's just the continental uh, Palin. Well, when Palin came up, I hadn't thought about her in a long time. And I really thought about how it's kind of surprising McCain didn't win. You know, he, he... Probably would have if he didn't go with Palin. <laughs> I absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she she was a, ta- that was a trap, dude. Honestly. It was like every, you had 100% of the minority vote, you know. Oh, with Obama? Yeah, that was the problem. It's possible. But McCain was a good candidate. And, you know, maybe we should have seen that time at that point. We should never have been surprised by Trump because we had a guy with zero qualifications, essentially, to be president. You know what I'm saying? He was a populist, you know? Obama? Yeah. Yeah. How were we surprised that a populist like Trump came into the scene? Oh, I'm not at all. I mean, I would argue that Obama at least had more more experience than uh, Trump. I'm not saying he was better, but I'm not arguing experience between yeah. the two. But when it comes to like McCain and Obama, oh yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. yeah. we kind of oh just the fact that he's a war hero. That's Come what on. I'm saying. Give we lost. Time. It's weird how much how out of touch we became as a nation with the idea of what a president should be. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. the nation got swept up in this populism around Obama. And I'm not saying it was a bad thing, you know, per se. But you know what I mean, like. It's it's weird that people seem like or act like they were blindsided by Trump's populism. It was just populism reacting to other populism, you know. And, yeah, for sure. And for the sure. populism of Obama's movement really pissed off another half of the country, you know. And in fact, actually brought on a lot of independents onto the right that people on the left just couldn't understand because they had such a monopoly on the uh, media industry, and they still do, you know. But like, they they just don't understand how there's this like. Uh, opposition, I feel like, which is kind of funny. Isn't that what politics is? Or isn't that what the America is? You know, you always have two sides kind of battling it out. You know what I'm saying? Like You should always have at least two sides. <laughs> at there least. Should be more, there should be three, four sides. You know? I feel like there are three sides. There's the middle, and then the right and there the left. There is the middle. And the middle kind of just swings like one third. way or the other. You know? Yeah, we've definitely become like that. I think we're becoming that third, third, third. But no, actually, I think we're splintering into even more. We are. We're socially splintering. I've really noticed this. This weird. I don't know. Splinter is a good mo- word for it, but, but you know what I mean. There's like a, like, me, like me and Tony live two completely different lives, and we both live in America. Like it's, it's two totally right. different countries. Illinois versus Florida. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's weird. The country actually almost had like a, I don't know, like a quiet civil war, or uh, a cold civil war. Cold civil war, where um, yeah. you know, 
we did kind of um, cut off from each other pretty significantly in really bizarre ways, but definitely socially, you know? It's weird. Yeah, I think we just were very lucky that we went through this long period of time where, you know, we really didn't experience major disasters and stuff. And then COVID happened and you realized, oh my God, it matters who's in charge. And I don't want to be there when the shit hits the fan <laughs> and Lori Lightfoot is in charge. You know what I mean? Well, there is a growing movement now that COVID never happened. I, Dude, I'm telling you, man. Nobody died in 2020. I love the argument. I love the Nobody idea. Nobody fucking died. I, I don't know anybody that died something. in 2020. I know a fucking shit ton of people that are dying in 2022. Yes. It, it, it's just... In fact, yeah, statistics I, I I, support what you're saying. Uh, excess mortality is through the roof, man. It's crazy. Yes. And I remember just driving around. I did, I never stopped working, going from house to house during COVID. Right. Dealing with people's shit and all the drains and stuff. And I, I'm alive. I live with my grandma and <laughs> she's alive. Yeah. So all that bullshit about the kids bringing it home to grandma. Okay, how come I didn't bring it home to grandma? always a bizarre argument it might have never happened man. you're right it's it a gr- just... it's something i see um it's a trend it's something that you know i was always a uh, huge fan of the idea that hey i don't think that we have actually this isn't a pandemic <laughs> yeah we're being it's lied not... to this is it bullshit really was. It, it turns out that the whole the whole reason we shut down in the very beginning was because some college kids in England had a prediction of a million people dying. <laughs> That's what it all stemmed from. Mike, if a, I, what is going on? If I'm starving, I don't need to be told by the news that I'm starving. I'm starving. You're starving, yeah. You could feel it. You could see it. I see it. And if, if, if I'm told everyone's starving. starving, which they're predicting, by the way, you know, if I see people starving, it's something you see happening in real time. Okay, we never got to see COVID happen in real time. I really, truly believe that. You saw the images. You saw the nurses on TikTok. You saw, you know what I'm saying? We saw the commercials. And, oh, I'm sure all these nurses out there could talk about all the stories of putting people on ventilators, which now we know was the wrong medical procedure. It's actually now considered malpractice. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. where we're at and now. And the nurses will tell you, dude, dude, our mom works at a hospital, and she would tell me, like, oh, no, Mike, they, Mike, 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 they release the report every week. And it said 88% of the people that died from COVID at our hospital were unvaccinated. And I said, well, how do you know that's true? <laughs> yeah. why, would, why would they lie to me? <laughs> right, right. I, I, because they have everything to gain from that information right there. Yes. Right? Like they have yeah. everything to gain from that and everything to lose if that's not true. Right. Absolutely. That's why they're lying. That's why I believe they're lying about that. And if you look now, all the numbers are going down. The number of vaccinated are going down. Remember, they used to say 85% were vaccinated. They got I two do. shots. I do absolutely remember that, Mike. That's like, 
A burnt. No, no, <laughs> you and now I just, it's sixty-five percent. I know. I saw 65% that. Sixty-five percent. I saw now. that. I actually saw that, dude. I'm not kidding. I, I distinctly remember you and I talked about this so much. Like, look, if they're lying about the number of dead, if they're lying about the percentage of infected, they are lying about who got the vaccine and how many times. They're lying. It's a lie. Oh, for sure, they're lying about everything and then you have to ask yourself why and it's obviously it was a money grab it was the greatest money grab in history yes yeah it's it'll it'll go down as the greatest scam in the history of the world yeah that's what it was even even bernie madoff was looking at these guys like god damn (laughs) (laughs) gave him a hard on dude (laughs) (laughs) He just, he's, he's, he's got a picture he's got a picture of dr fauci in his jail cell like on the wall like, like a poster the king <laughs> you know uh i tried getting stuff with fauci it's tough he's gone back into the hole yeah they're having a problem with this vaccine they're having a real problem selling it and hiding the fact that everybody that's getting sick are the people that have it. It's a, it was a genius marketing ploy, though, because they said, okay, you need the booster if you're immunocompromised, right? And then now those people are getting COVID, and they're like, well, yeah, they're immunocompromised. <laughs> oh, that's genius. <laughs> it was a true fascist scam because it was the state working in conjecture with uh, the big pharmaceutical companies in or- in enforcing that you have to take this vaccine in order to enter establishments to eat, in order for your kids to go to school, in order for you to go to work and collect a paycheck. You know, oh, you know what's really scary? It's called fascism. I was was listening to a thing from a guy who, like, has gotten drugs through the FDA. He was saying, on average, it takes 12 years. Oh, it was the guy on Joe Rogan. Right. And he said it takes 12 <laughs> yeah. years. He's like, the fastest will take seven. Wow. And even with that long of a period, 20% of drugs that get released get recalled eventually. Wow. And that's if they had fucking 12-year average studies. Well, like, Mike, what well the then fuck? what would they do with something like, let's say, I don't know, these vaccines, which had uh, 1,200 known adverse reactions in their trial period. <laughs> I guess you would fast track it, right? Warp speed! <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Well, that's what they did. Trump, yeah, how do you... How, they're throwing yeah. this on Trump. You and I keep talking. What's the ace in the so, sleep? Man. Dude, the Democrats, they look buried, but Nancy Pelosi keeps walking around with that injected smirk in her face from the Botox. She's like, no, 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 just like a, make sure there's a smirk there, and I'm always walking around. <laughs> it's there on purpose because they got an ace up their sleeve. They're going to blame. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, the vaccine's killing people. It was all because of Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> Dude, I was watching uh, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. It's so funny because uh, they they kill kill the vice president and then they take the president hostage. Right. And so they go into the the house and they, Mr. Speaker, 
you are now acting president, and it's Morgan Freeman. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. and I go, holy shit, if that happens in real life, that's Nancy Pelosi. Hearing. <laughs> Miss Pelosi, you need to put your dentures in. You are now president. She's covered in ice cream. <laughs> quick, 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 get something for her eyebrows. Fix the dentures. <laughs> We gotta make her look human again. She's now the president. <laughs> Somebody give me a cocktail. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Where's the programmer? Her mouth's doing that thing again. <laughs> Get IT in here quick. <laughs> Get that mechanic for the Joe Biden robot. <laughs> They go on breaking news. <laughs> all channels, breaking news all over. The president has been taken hostage. The vice president has been killed. Now a word from the acting president. And here's the clown face of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>